Welcome to The Hidden World of Women, a podcast brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. My name is Emma and I'll be your host for today's episode. I'm joined today by Jane. It looks as though Jane lives by the motto, why blend in when you were born to stand out? Jane is a self-confessed clothing collector, a wardrobe maximalist. She certainly doesn't blend into a crowd. So if you go to a meeting, then you will spot Jane from the other side of the room. But at the other end of the spectrum, Jane's also an art model. And so on the days where you don't see her wearing five kilograms of clothing, she can be found on a rooftop in Perth CBD wearing only a flower in her hair or perhaps maybe a scarf. Um, So it doesn't get much more um, opposite end of the spectrum than that. So thanks for joining me today, Jane. My pleasure, Emma. And I talk about, you know, gratuitous nudity and uh, clothing. Yeah, perfect. I forgot to mention you're also the writer, creator and performer of 2021 Fringe Fest show, I've Got Nothing to Wear. Yes, I was. That was, uh, I didn't even know it was on my bucket list till I did it. Oh, perfect. So you added it to the bucket list just so you could tick it off? Exactly. I thought, you know, here's an opportunity while we're in lockdown, let's make the most of having just WA content and let's go and produce something. So it was quite fun. I often do a lot of talking, but you know, when you're, uh, when you've got an audience that are are there to hear you rather than just see you, it makes a world of difference actually. A little bit stressful. One of the most stressful things I've ever done. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Surprising. And I'm used to being in a uh, nude in a room full of strangers. But yeah, talking at them, you'd think that'd be easy. Well, and you're used to, you're a performer, so you're used to being in front of people. I know. I um, Yeah, I've been like a performer for like 20 years mm. and I'm an art model, so I'm nude in front of, you know, I don't So know. everyone's worst nightmare you do as a standard part of everyday life. That's right. When I teach live drawing, so I'll be nude and public speaking at the same time. Mm. So that's fine. And I do that to with rooms up to about, I don't know, I think 50 people we've managed to squish into one room, which was intense. But yeah, that was a lot easier than having my clothes on and talking to um, a fringe show audience. I don't know why. It's just all in my head. Like yeah. yeah. Pop that cherry. Yeah. <laughs> really interesting though. Um, so as you know, you ran a fringe show that said, I've got nothing to wear. How often do you find yourself thinking, I've got nothing to wear? You know, it happens. I've, I do have heaps to wear. I have mm. far too much than I, than I could possibly get through in a lifetime, which would explain why I change outfits as often as I can to try and get through it. But I probably go through that, oh, I don't know what to wear. I've got nothing to wear. Mm, like a couple of times a week, which is probably less than most people. But even so, even though I'm dressing is my art practice what I love to do when I love clothes and textiles and colors and I just want to dive through it all it's delicious even I sometimes will find that there are days that nothing is nothing is making me feel happy or as was it Marie Kondo nothing's giving me joy yeah nothing's sparking joy with these clothes (laughs) yep that's it yeah so while we're talking about you ran a show that says I've got nothing to wear just tell us for a moment how much space does clothing take up in your home and life? Well, interestingly, I can measure that quite well because I've just moved houses um, Mm. in June. So I went from a house where um, my wardrobe had moved from my actual wardrobe. We did some renovations and then it had to move somewhere while we did renos and then it kind of just took over the house Hmm. into small rooms. And so, you know, long dresses had to hang over here because the rail that was in the other room wasn't long enough. Then there was the costume room and then, you know, the hats had to go somewhere. So wardrobe is kind of... uh, spacey takes up a lot of space bit space hungry but I don't really have you know it's my thing other people collect 
a boat or mm. a caravan or furniture or whatever it is. Everything takes space, but mine's wardrobe. That's my thing. So I moved house and I realized that most of my stuff, it used to be books, now it's, yeah. now it's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> They're a little lighter to carry up several flights of stairs, so I'm okay with that. They do take up a bit more space, though, depending on how it goes. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, you can squish them down and the books are heavy. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Yeah, I know. And also, you know, once you've read them, how long do you wait before you read them again? How many amazing pieces of clothing do you wear, you know, regularly? So it's a much more useful use of space, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. The, the, The clothes that you love, because that's what I do with clothes. I have so many clothes because I love the beauty in them even if I haven't gotten around to wearing them yet though most I'm like a kid with a new toy oh my god rip the wrapping off let's play take it to the sandpit right now (laughs) I'm playing with the thing I have no idea how people can still have clothes in their wardrobe with a tag on it I'm yeah I'm straight into the sandpit so um I love them um yeah I just want to eat them the color yeah and so when I wear them they make me happy Mm. that's the point for me of clothes they make me happy and they make other people happy yeah definitely you as I said before you are often and I would almost go to say generally the brightest person in the room yep that's about right and you know it's um and I could forget that what I look like until I go to the lavatory and I see the mirror and go oh that's what I look like that's what I look like a parrot <laughs> Um, yeah, I, and I kind of don't notice anymore until I, I see a mirror. Um, but I also work on the premise. I'm very bad at recognizing faces, very bad. Mm. So people will often recognize me, which is great. And then they'll say, oh, hi, Jane, it's whoever they are, yeah. Um, yeah, which is handy for me because otherwise I'll just walk around with my, you know, short-sighted gaze <laughs> fixated on the pavement so I don't trip over. Um, so, yeah, people will see me, which is fantastic. Mm. What... What do you think it is about um, what what do you think it is that makes people so afraid to be as out there with clothing? You know, dressing colourfully and loud is not it takes practice, mm. really. Um, and a lot of people don't want to be seen. I'm not quite sure why. Um, maybe it's they're self-conscious of what they look like. Maybe it's because they don't want to feel like a show-off. This happens a lot. I know I've heard people walk past me and say, oh, where does she think she's going? I don't really care. It's Tuesday. I'm heading to the post office. Thanks very much. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have some party that I wish I was going to. It's happening at the post office. Follow me. Um, so I, I think a lot of people just don't want to be looked at and don't want to stand out. I don't know. It, we here in Perth, we have that tall poppy syndrome. Yeah lot so I think there's a lot of that going on with it if for instance we lived in London or New York or or anywhere else where to get ahead you really need to be ahead mm. you need to be seen it's the only way that you will get anywhere Perth is so small that we kind of all work on that that country mentality where you have to fit in mm. fit in get anywhere be part of the tribe um in those big places you create your own tribe by being brightly coloured. And I know that happens to me in real life as well, particularly during Fringe when I was um, out and about, not at my own shows, but out and about on the streets and working the door at other places. And you'd see these people come up and they were dressed like me and going, you're my people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know, somebody wearing head to toe leopard print. Oh, God, yum. Mm. Love that. 
So, you know, we always dress to find our tribe and it doesn't matter if you're wearing football colors or you're dressed like soccer mom style or whatever, or active wear when you're dressed some way, because we're tribal creatures, we're always trying to find our people and we try and dress like them. So you see all the emos and goths, they're all dressed similarly, like all teenage girls used to wear you know, acid wash in the good old days, show my age. And rah-rah yeah. um, <laughs> skirts, um, you know, all that kind of hoo-ha, but you're always looking for your tribe. Mm. And if you don't feel like you you belong, you kind of create your own tribe. And this is a great way when you look like a macaw in a, in a field of pigeons, it's pretty easy to see each other. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's wonderful. And we find each other on um, social media as well, same kind of deal. Yeah, it's interesting with um, one of the things that you were saying there, it just made me think on the weekend I was at a wedding and the bride had the most amazing pair of shoes. So they were um, like teal blue and covered in rhinestones. Like they were just stunning. They were amazing. And I'm, I'm a shoe person, so I was definitely drawn to them. And I was chatting to her about them and saying, you know, how amazing they were and, and I think I need a pair, basically. And <laughs> she was like, oh, we're going to have to come up with an excuse so we can go out somewhere so I can wear them again. And I was like, Why? gosh, wear them to go shopping, wear them to go to work. Why do you need a reason to wear them? She's like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't wear them to the office. Why not? They are amazing. Put those shoes on your feet. Like, I think that often we forget that, yeah, these things are, are made to be worn, not made to sit in a cupboard for a special occasion. Absolutely. And when you wear things, you, you know, like I, as, it's when I wear things out, it's a happy, sad moment, mm. right? It's a sad moment because you miss your favorite thing or whatever, but you know, but you know, you've it's done what it was there for. Yeah. Death, you've absolutely killed them. I know I've got a boot, a boot um, maker that I take all my shoes to, and because um, I hammer shoes, I'm yeah, so hard on them. That's what mm. happens when you've got duck feet and you put them into regular people's <laughs> shoes. Um, so, <laughs> and I think I took some shoes about the fifth time um, I was getting them repaired, and they said, Jane, it's time to say goodbye. It's to time. These. It's time. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. So when you wear things out, you know, like environmentally, you're you're using that thing for as much as you can possibly get out of it, repair it, love it, adore mm. it, be known for it. Have it as a, one of your signature pieces. Um, and yeah, don't let it just sit in the sit in the bloody wardrobe. You always also want like you know cost per wear, value per wear. Mm. So the more times you wear something, the more value you are going to get out of it, which I think is also really important. So you you know you can also justify buying really good pieces, shoes that cost five hundred dollars or whatever. But if you wear them five hundred times, it's a yeah. dollar a wear. And how much joy does it bring you? So it how do you put me. a dollar yeah, so value on that? Yeah. Mm feels good every time you wear it it also brings joy to other people um you know when other people see me they go oh wow look at all that color mm. and you, know, you can see it's like um i always feel like a, a walking living art basically is what it is because it is uh, an outfit is a combination of color and form and function and i don't always dress like i'm going to a party um but you know even even just scooching around the city wearing leggings they can be cool leggings and you yeah. can still have color and all that kind of hoo-ha and the more color you wear in in such gray surrounds and beige surrounds that we have right now i'm enjoying the irony of sitting in front of a beige wall yeah. um, <laughs> The more happiness and joy you really do bring to people, I've mm. lost count of the number of times people come up to me and comment, 
on my outfits. My mum hates going out with me now because it takes twice as long to go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it. And of course, I tell everybody about, oh, this is this brand or whatever, you know, always trying to support the brands that I love to wear. So, um, yeah, it's also a way to connect to people, not just that they love seeing you, but they will actually come up and and say something about your outfit. And I think that that's a wonderful way to connect to people because we don't do that much. No, in a time where there is very little, you know, we talk about social connection through, you know, you've got all the social media and that kind of thing, but we really don't have that social connection anymore. That's it. I know like people have... I've been walking walking somewhere and someone's like, walk past me, done a U-turn and come back to say, I love what you're wearing, those mm. boots. Yum, never yeah. throw them away. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And that, you know, a compliment from a stranger is the most genuine compliment because mm. there's nothing in it for them and they've had to get out of their comfort zone to, to speak to you. Yeah, yeah. There are so many exciting things that I want to talk about that well, as you've been speaking, they've been popping up in my head. Uh, but I guess one of the things that comes up for me is uh, so – at Women's Health at the moment, we're running Mindfulness in May. And yesterday, as part of the Mindfulness in one of the um, Facebook sessions that I did, I spoke about the fact that I think what can happen, as particularly as we get older, not necessarily as we get older, but it feels as though life is getting is speeding up. And it almost feels as though life is happening around us. And we've sort of lost a bit of control. And all of a sudden, we're five years older. And how did we get here? And this is not where I thought my life was going or I, I don't feel as though I'm, you know, I'm just going through the motions and this is happening to me. I think when I look at you and when I see the clothes that you that you wear and that you pick out, it feels like you take time every moment, every morning for moments of mindfulness to actually take the time to stop and slow down and go through and pull the bits and pieces out and what goes together and what doesn't go together and how does this make me feel right now and where am I going and and actually really connect. So is that your experience of it? Absolutely. For me, it it is really, it's a daily art practice. Mm. And, um, you know, everyone says to me, oh, I can't do this. You can. Mm. It's just practice. And it's just, you know, looking at something and, and, you know, does this this feel right? Does it not feel right? You know, is this the right colour? Is it not? And even if it's not, who cares? Give it a crack. Sometimes I sail pretty close to the wind with outfits going oh yeah let's just do it let's you know if you're not (laughs) if you're not breaking the rules and breaking a few hearts and retinas then you're not trying hard enough um but often um a driving force in me getting dressed in the morning will be something that somebody has said or a memory of something so today i'm wearing um earrings that are clipped and they're like they're gold and the black and white stripey and I was talking to a friend that I met on Instagram and she and we connected over clothes um, and she sent me some earrings and she's from Austria and so this is an Austrian painter and it's black Mm. and white and then oh I remember this other thing and so I just you know all of these little memories that came together and um, and I wanted to wear these earrings and that was the basis of me pulling something together so it's kind of um, it's a it's a brain thing Mm. um yeah remembering what i've got in my cupboard thinking about what will will go with it and usually that's how i go to sleep at night going oh what am i gonna wear tomorrow (laughs) i've got i'm gonna i'm gonna honor ruth's not memory she's not dead she's (laughs) gonna honor ruth by wearing her earrings um and you know this jacket that i got at like the calamander vintage fair that was great that i was supposed to be spruiking to sell but i tried it on and fell in love with it (laughs) well you did sell it just to to yourself (laughs) 
I'm not, mm. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, that's I, it. Sometimes I think that's why they get me to work at these places because I buy half of the great so, Does stuff. that make you a good salesperson or a bad salesperson? <laughs> I'm a bit from column A, a bit from column yeah. B. So, um, you know, I will... I remember places that I was at and those memories will, will spark. Ah, oh, I remember being in like on holiday and buying that great top in Turkey. And, mm. um, you know, cause for me, clothes, the memories, they're beautiful things and they're memories or I'll see a color or like, Oh wow. I don't like yellow. Wow. I haven't worn yellow for ages or whatever it is. Um, so I'll kind of put them together that way and I'll look at them in the mirror and I just, you know, quietly will have a look and go, does this work or doesn't it? And the way to, you know, it's that whole camera one, camera two, mm. which one's better? Oh, yeah, that'll do. Sometimes I'll I take fail at that off. every time I go to the optometrist. <laughs> really? Is it A or is it B? Show me again. I don't know. <laughs> and it's the same. Yeah. So that's also, that's that's okay. also an answer. Yeah. Because yeah. they never tell you that. One mm. or two? Or the same. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hold that one back yeah. a little, guys. Put yeah. it out there. Um, yeah, so, you know, it can be the same. And really, there's no wrong combination. It's just a different combination. Mm. And um, I kind of forget what I wear as well, which is good, until I look at my Instagram feed. Yeah. And go, oh, wow, that was cool. I should do that again. Yeah. And you said you go to sleep thinking, um, what shall I wear? Oh, see, there are so many things I want to talk about with you, Jane. But you said you go to sleep thinking, what shall I wear tomorrow? Now, I'm going to admit... When I'm working out what I'm going to wear in the morning, quite often it is uh, the thing that's clean. So, um, or I find that I'm wearing the same four or five things over and over again because they're going through the wash, they're coming back in, they're on the top of the pile and that's all that's getting worn. So um, you're right, I have nowhere near as many clothes as you do, but I have a room that's full of costumes. I've got a massive hat stand in my room. I've got one wardrobe that i haven't been in in quite some time and then the other wardrobe which is where most of my daily clothes come out of but I forget that I actually have the other bits and pieces because I don't wear them often so I'm quite often one of those people that's going I've got nothing to wear I need to go shopping so now what you need to do because we're so we're so invested i mean it's a consumer society that we live in mm. absolutely and it's not just about like getting something new it's it's almost like a drug no mm. it is a drug it's absolutely a drug mm. we've got a new toy and like oh i love this and as we all know we will get sick of the new thing in about two seconds like oh yeah two months had enough of that yeah now my um now I've got a dress there. I've got I've got lots of hats, you know, meta, metaphoric and little, literal hats. And one of the jobs that I have is working in a retail shop. So working in a retail shop, a clothing retail shop, it's like having a drug addict in a yeah. <laughs> So um, so we have to wear their their clothes. So I was wearing this this dress, which I loved to start with, and I had to wear it for like two months. Go, yeah, enough already. Yeah. I really hate this dress. Never want to see this dress again. Um, and then I bought a brooch, a gorgeous brooch, and it's a possum brooch. It's so cute. I love it because um, my husband calls me possum. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, this possum brooch is so cute. And I just bought it without any thought of what it would go with. And then I got it home and went, oh, that's going to go with that dress that I hate, mm. <laughs> that I now hate. So I put the brooch on and now I love wearing this dress again because of the brooch. Yeah. So it's like changed its whole meaning for me. Um, you know, taking something that we're like sick of, we're going, Ugh, and just adding stuff to it or wearing it a different way 
will just bring new light to it. Um, and I love that because the stuff that you wear, you're like, oh, I'm so sick of this. Mm. That's actually what you hate. You're just tired of you're just tired of this. It, it's not sparking joy. Yeah, that's Take it. Things that you've got, wear them in different combinations. Mm. And one of the other things that you said as well, um, going back to earlier in the conversation, but you said that we wear the clothes to find our tribe. So, you know, it might be the acid wash jeans for people who are much older than I am, just pointing that out. <laughs> My age, yeah. Acid wash, stone wash, rah-rah skirts, yeah, yeah. balloon skirts, yeah. Nice. Um, mm. uh, so, you know, or you perhaps double denim or um, <laughs> emo or goth or soccer mum or, um, you know, whether it's wearing active wear, whatever it is to find your tribe. What I'm wondering is... How much of that do you think is a reflection of personality and how much of it do you think is a form of wearing a costume and how much of it is almost um, rather than finding your tribe or rather than an expression of self, how much of it is hiding? Oh, so much of it is hiding. Mm. So much, you know, so much of it is hiding and so much of it is wanting to belong. That's Mm. not really hiding, isn't it? That's just wanting to belong. Mm. That's a whole different thing. But within within a uniform, you can, um, yeah, you can do, you can play it like you want to. You know, just because it's a uniform, you don't have to not wear it. You can... um, Flip the collar up. Who is that? Eric Cantona. There we go. Now I'm showing my age. A European <laughs> footballer. Um, he was renowned for always flipping his collar up. He's wearing a uniform. I don't know if ever, any of you have ever seen that. It's a prison drama called Oz. I love it. It's an American one. And because everyone's got a uniform, but everyone is taking this uniform and they're doing their own thing with it. Mm. Um, and it's amazing. You know, you've all got the same basic stuff and like the neo-Nazis are wearing it with the collar all done up. The Hispanics are done uh, with all the buttons done up. The Hispanics are just wearing it with the, like the, the button done up at the top. The, um, the, the Africans, the black guys are doing something different with it. Like how, how do you make this prison attire look cool? But somehow they do yeah. and all really different. So you can take that that one thing and see this is where you get creative. What else can I do with this one thing? Um, a friend of mine used to teach, she was teaching in Bolivia or somewhere, somewhere quite poor, where people, little girls only had one dress or two dresses and mm. she was telling me how those people would be creative with that one piece of clothing. Yeah. They would wear it inside out, upside down, back to front, a bazillion different different ways that you can do with a one piece of clothing. Mm. We get stuck wearing one thing one way, yeah. even with with the same pieces of clothing. So you know, if we had less, we'd take those those few things that we did, and we'd do more different things with them. Mm. Um, and so coming back to the idea of um, it just feels it just feels right, and you'll know, do what feels right that kind of brings up the idea that you can do this right or wrong. So earlier you mentioned that when you were at Fringe and you saw someone who was in head-to-toe leopard print, you know, how exciting. And that sort of made me think that, you know, there's this idea that there are rules in fashion or there's rules in the clothes that you can wear. So if you're going to wear leopard print, then one article of clothing should be leopard print and you never mix your animal prints and, you know, those kinds of things. And Yet, I think that's one of the things with art is that, well, fine, know the rules and then break them. Absolutely. And it takes, you know, courage to do that as well. Mm. My friend Katie, big shout out to Katie, G'day, um, her sister said, oh, no, animal print, no, and especially not over 50. You do mm. not wear animal print over 50. Yes. So for her 50th birthday, animal print everywhere. Balloons, <laughs> <laughs> everybody wear animal print. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and I love mixing animal print. Um, and... 
you know, do whatever makes you feel good. Sometimes it makes you feel really powerful to break the rules. Mm. Sometimes you feel confident enough to do it. Sometimes you feel like you need to pretend that you're yeah. that Yeah, confident. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, my, my friend Amarik, um, he's fabulous and he will dress for however he feels. He said, I'm feeling a bit more masculine today. I'm not going to do a bad French accent. He is French. He's got a very good <laughs> French accent. Um, I'm, sometimes I'm feeling masculine and sometimes I'm feeling feminine and he'll wear heels. Um, and some days he said the days that he's wearing his most outrageous outfits are the days that he usually feels the worst because he's yeah, trying to gene himself to, up. Yeah. Fake it till he makes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that idea that, you know, if you're over 50, you can't wear leopard print. And it's funny because I had a very similar conversation with my mum recently. We were going to we were going to my auntie's hen's party and mum came out and she had a leopard print top on. She's like, I can't wear this. I said, why not? She goes, I'm too old to wear this. I'm like, what a load of rubbish. Of course you can wear that. So anyway, so then there was kind of this big thing about it. And then we went and most of the women there were over 50 and all of them had animal print on. <laughs> So I was like, see, I told you you could. It was fine. Um, But there is kind of this idea around people wearing more, I want to say outrageous clothing, but I I mean that in a really positive way. So people wearing more out there clothing, well, that's okay if you're young and if you're thin. But if you're older and if you're carrying a bit more weight, then black's your friend. Oh, God, black. You know what? Black actually gets harder to wear the older you get frankly um black is quite a harsh color Mm. and as you get older it it makes you look washed out Mm. you know it's not your friend don't wear black don't wear black unless you really know what's your color usually you're heading towards more charcoals Mm. and like browns black is not your friend don't don't head there you know it's fun um it's fun sometimes as a foil for a color to bounce color off but um, yeah, a lot of people don't feel very confident um, in anything other than black or they mm. don't feel confident mixing colours or mm. they feel too seen. Um, you know, it's funny, as women get older, they go one or two ways. They either get really conservative, as you were saying, pull back, or they get more outrageous yeah. and drinking a Jats cracker. Like, whoa, yeah, I'm going to wear this. I mean, there's a whole society, the, was it the red hat yeah. and purple yeah, dress ladies. Yeah. And um, if anybody knows who Iris Atfull is, um, Iris Atfull is about 99 years. I'm not even making mm, that up. She's about 99. Yeah. in New York. And I Amazing. saw her wonderful, you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that documentary. And she, at about 40, she started getting more outrageous. And she'll just, you know, wear anything. She got inspired by the places that she traveled, the people mm. that she met. And she just now dresses however the hell she likes. And it's quite outrageous. And I yeah. swear that woman has a titanium neck to carry that many <laughs> necklaces at one time oh my god she's fabulous but if you don't know who she is she's an older woman with a very short silver hair and big round black Black glasses glasses. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, it does bring up the idea though that there are uh, you know you should dress for your body shape or dress for your body type and things like that so um what are your thoughts on that oh dear well you know what if Dress how you feel happy. I don't mm. even worry about that. You'll know what things kind of suit you. You'll just know. Like um, we've all got things. Can I just, we... I'm just going to contradict you there because I mm. wonder if people do know because I think often you've only dressed a certain way. So I can't wear yellow because that's not my color. Well, actually, I've actually never worn yellow before. And so perhaps yellow is your color or, oh, well, I can't wear that because I'm too short to wear something like that. Have you tried it? So where have you come up with this idea that that doesn't suit you when actually 
you've only ever worn this particular style of clothing. So how do you know if something outside, perhaps what you're wearing at the moment doesn't suit you, but you don't know because you haven't tried anything else. Oh, absolutely. I like, you know, when I'm going through racks at at like op shops and vintage Mm. things, if something takes my eye, whether it's a color or a pattern, go, oh, wow, look at that. That's, that's, that's circa 1925. I'm trying that on. (laughs) Even though I'm like, I don't care what the label says. I'm giving that a go carefully. (laughs) Yeah. It's old and delicate. Um, But I will try anything on that catches my eye because I love color, color and form and beauty and well-made things. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm drawn to that. So for me, they're just precious little jewels. And I, and you know, if I can wedge a foot or whatever it is into it, then I'm <laughs> going to give it a go. Um, but when I say whatever suits you, it's whatever makes you feel good. Mm. So if you try something on and you feel comfortable in it, then that's probably what you should wear. And it doesn't matter if anybody else says it suits you or not. If you're comfortable in it, then you should wear it. Because if you're not comfortable in it, you are going to be out of sorts all day, right? Yeah. We've all been there like, oh, you know, I wore this to work. It was the first thing that I could find. Everything else was in the wash up and I'm just, you're out of sorts for the entire day. That's, yeah, that's with anything. Mm. Um, But, you know, give things a go. Be curious and be courageous and give things a go because, you know, you might not think that yellow doesn't suit you, but there's a, yellow is not just a colour. Yeah, exactly. Whole spectrum. Exactly. Mm. You could be a pale, pale, pale yellow, a rich yellow, a gold, a luscious gold. You could Mm. be a shiny gold. You could be a a bright canary yellow or a sunflower yellow. There's so many different yellows, lemon yellow. Mm. Um, Mustard. Oh, absolutely. I love mustard. Mm. Yummy. Um, And yeah, I see a lot of women because I work in a, a shop, a lot of women, a lot of small women, like five foot and under say, oh, I can't wear a long thing. It makes me look short. I don't, I haven't figured that one out. You look great. Like more of that pattern that you're wearing. I want to see more of it. I'm happy to see whatever gorgeous thing that you're wearing and I I love it. Mm. Um, So That's the thing, isn't it? That, oh, I can't wear that because it makes me look short. Honey, you are short. Own it. (laughs) You know, or, oh, I look too tall in that. But you are tall. You know, that's what you look like. So actually what's a way that you can light up and what's going to bring you joy with, because this is who you are. So how can you, you know, how can you own that and embrace it? Absolutely. Look, I've got curves. I got curves. I got hips. Mm. <laughs> like hips for days. <laughs> um, oh dear. Um, yeah, they're great for like, you know, carting the laundry around or balancing a sword on or whatever it is that I'm doing with them that day. You know, I'll just, I'm just going to add that um, Jane's a belly dancer and sometimes dances with a sword and doesn't just walk around the streets of Perth carrying a sword balanced on her hip for any other reason <laughs> yeah, context yeah there sometimes context. it's useful to put these things in there <laughs> yeah you're right yeah. yeah um yeah sorry you know it's funny the way um bodies come in and out of fashion like everyone thinks because mm. i'm nude a lot of the time as an art model um uh, that I wear outrageous clothes, that I'm really body confident, like, wow, love my body, this is awesome, look at me. And, you know, don't necessarily. Mm. Um, there are days when, you know, I like bits of it, that I hate bits of it, just like the rest of us. It, everybody is like that. 
So um, I know people think that I'm incredibly confident, incredibly um, your body confident and happy in how I look. N- no, mm. not necessarily. Just like the rest of you have all got hangups um, <laughs> from a lifetime of being a woman and the media telling me what I should look like. Yeah. But um, I don't know, and in it, but it's changed. All of a sudden it changed with the Kardashians and it changed almost overnight. Like from having, it was all about having a small bum mm. to having a big bum. Like when, like overnight. Yeah, that, I found happened. that really interesting as well. You're kind of going, I've been working for how long to try and because I've been a dancer since I was two, so you know, been working for however long to try and get rid of my butt, and you want to have implants? Like, what? <laughs> I, th- I think I was standing somewhere, somewhere, and somebody said, "Oh, look at that ass! It's so big!" Or whatever. Yeah. I'm going, what like how could you say that to me yeah. and they said no that's a good thing yeah what yeah because <laughs> i don't follow the kardashians i don't know what's going on so it was yeah. all a bit of a rude shock to me but um really interesting I, I went to a um a west african dance class and it was run by a beautiful west african man and um and it's really interesting with the difference in cultures because he was he was the only african in the room so it was um the rest of us were white women and most were born here in Australia. Um, and so and he's like, no, I'm not going to try and do a West African accent. But he's going, no, like basically God gave you God gave you a body. You need to loosen up and be able to move it. Like what is it with women that you feel that you have to hold everything up nice and tall and everything's got to be squeezed in? Like let it flow. And, you know, if you've got this, this butt, then, you know, let kind of let the world see it type of thing and be proud of it and how can you like the moves that he was teaching was to make that to emphasize that and to make it bigger and everyone's like no no I've spent the last 30 <laughs> years trying to squeeze everything in and you want me to let go and have it wobble like what are you talking about it's yeah it's it's a it's a it's a it's a paradigm shift yeah literally a paradigm shift yeah and those of us that have grown up with forever going you know growing up through the 80s and the 90s with kate moss and mm. supermodels and like you know nothing tastes as good as skinny fields oh. or whatever like oh god yeah <laughs> mm. um it's um yeah it's really difficult to change that mindset um but sometimes just when saying i've some... been uber skinny and i've been a lot less than uber skinny and chocolate tastes better than skinny fields <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Kate Moss. You're yeah. wrong, baby. You're yeah. wrong. 100%. Oh <laughs> Give me the vanilla slice right now. Yeah. Take hold. Yeah, let, don't go on about cake for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, so you kind of – you. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be parts of your body that you are less happy with. And on some days, you're less happy than others. And it can be exactly the day after, the day that you were very stoked to be out in that same outfit, the next day you feel awful in it. Yeah. But I don't know. But just in – just – I don't know if you recognize that and recognize that sometimes it's not it's not actually you it's your brain doing its own thing it's whatever mood that you're in it's whatever you've seen you've had some input from somewhere yeah that's it it's your brain doing your own thing but also 30 40 50 years of programming that tells you that actually women need to blend in and women shouldn't stand out like this and actually this is what corporate wear looks like this and this is what people wear when they go to the gym or this is what people wear you know soccer mums wear this kind of thing so it's all of that programming it's all the Instagram stuff that we're still seeing every day from all the insta influencers or yeah those kinds of things and it it's amazing that you can feel so incredibly confident on Saturday and then one tiny little comment 
just triggers something from whenever it was and all of a sudden, like, is there a garbage bag I can wear? Because I think that's the only thing that is going to cover this up. I'm not going out. I'm yep. not, nobody's seeing me. I'm not that's going it. out. Yeah. Uh, I know. I get really um, terse um, with particularly um, ageing, like, you know, a positive ageing, silver sirens. Mm. Because there's a whole hoo-ha about having grey hair and embracing the older woman. But I look at all of these posts, they're driving bananas because, A, they might have silver hair, but they possibly either don't have any lines on their face. Yeah. Or they're reed thin. Yeah. Going, these aren't real these aren't like you know real women that have had kids and had breakfast and lunch and mm. two helpings of you know leftovers um you know and all of that stuff and who have no time to exercise yeah. or to sleep properly or eat properly and you know we don't have time to and that's not our body frame anyway yeah exactly so, yeah so it's not just with um you know young people and this whole body positivity and influences it's even like in the aging thing the aging is only good with regard to silver hair that's mm. it <laughs> yeah and any other aging we don't want to see we don't want to see you get like you know get a belly and get hippie and get like you know wrinkles or, we don't want to see or that. gray hair see growing hair. from places other like than just your head mm. right like because <laughs> all of the other things that perhaps come with aging Sorry, there's so many things that don't tell you about aging. We all see the grey hair. We all know about the hot flushes and that's about it. But I swear I would look like a nanny goat. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get hairs on my chin lasered away before they turn white. We can't do that anymore. Um, but, you know, I wish there was uh, somewhere or somehow or whatever it is that we talked about aging and all of the different things that happen to us when we age. I was talking to my friend Animal Print Katie. Um, <laughs> And she was saying, um, so with menopause or perimenopause or whichever whichever stage of that that whole process she's at, she said she'd, she'd had a headache for two years. <sighs> what? And she said the only thing that would get rid of the headache, annoyingly because drugs wouldn't work, was wine. And uh, you can't do that all the time. <laughs> it, I think it's frowned upon to start having wine for breakfast. Well, like I, I, I'm a headache sufferer. So mm. um, like edge of reason stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two but years. Yeah, yeah, two years of this constant bloody headache um, due to like your hormones going psycho. All, a bunch of other stuff that happens because of menopause. It's not all hot flushes. That's mm. the only thing we ever talk about. Um, you know, And even that, it's not really talked about too much, is it? And, and instead of thinking of them as a hot flush, let's think of them as a power surge instead. You know what? Who came up with that rubbish? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and some people really suffer from it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, you know, there's no, we don't talk about it and it's not, I was reading something recently about women who suffer from this because it's it's not just the, those physical power surges, mm. hot flushes, tropical moments or whatever. And I've seen them in the shop with the sweat just pouring out of them. And, you know, you, you, the only time you want to sweat like that generally is in the gym. Um, so if you're doing that at any other times, because we kind of frown on sweat, don't yeah. we? Oh. Um, you know, they kind of scurry out of the shop. They're, you know, horrified and embarrassed by themselves, which is, is sad, but we don't really talk about it and we don't know what else goes on with women during that time um yeah emma could we do like a course or something on, on that because it would be really useful really would be really useful wouldn't it <laughs> yeah it would it yeah because we we only hear about things um 
you know, through vague conversations with other people overhearing stuff. My mom's never spoken to me about menopause, mm. um, but, you know, I'm of that era where she didn't really speak you to me about, about periods either. Yeah. So, you know, other yeah. end of the spectrum, it's, it's no surprise. Um, and we're starting yeah. to get to a point where, um, you know, women are speaking, some women in some parts of the community are speaking openly about periods. And, you know, you've got people like Lucy Peach who are doing amazing fringe shows and now I think there's one running this week maybe at the State Library around you know different stages of women's cycles and that kind of thing but I still don't see anything around healthy aging apart from as you say Instagram posts with women with beautiful silver hair talking about positive aging and you know what if you want to embrace silver hair then go for it at whatever age I don't care if you're over 50 or if you're if you're 25 if you want silver hair then go for it but at the same time, as you say, can the people with silver hair also possibly have a few laughter lines and maybe be able to wrinkle their forehead and show some emotion as well? Or is that asking a bit too much to have both? Well, it's also the same like on the on the fellas as well. I mm. mean, the whole silver fox, the whole like, you know, the, the juxtaposition with the silver fox kind of idea is that has still got a hot bod, mm. but it's got the silver hair. Yeah. Oh, like like why can't we just age normally there's there's nothing about aging for men or women apart from silver hair that makes it cool i don't know if that's because we're a whole different color palette we're not doing the black anymore we're doing grays and charcoals mm. dystopian gray um yeah i don't know something for men and women and in, in that one well um it's very unlike me but we've gone off on a bit of a tangent there <laughs> sorry jay <laughs> I'm going to pull us back to talking about clothing for a minute because I think there's we could definitely go down that rabbit warren of issues with all of that. But let's come back to the idea of possibly trying to add more colour to um, people's wardrobes and being able to mix and match. One of the things that you did say earlier was around, um, you know, just try it. And I wonder, you know, when you talk about all of the principles of change and all of the research that goes into change in, you know, sort of organisational change, we talk about the fact that you're going to it's going to be received better if you rip the band-aid off so change you know to literally change everything overnight and because that way the process is done and it's over but i think that when you're talking about something like this i wonder if actually we need to do this change in incremental steps because otherwise as you said before if you feel comfortable comfortable and you feel confident it's going to be great but if you feel uncomfortable how's that going to impact you and so i think if you go from kind of corporate office wear to in your words i think you called yourself parrot in a <laughs> um beige kind of yep. cubicle parrot that fell out of the toy box that's it <laughs> you know so if you kind of go from kind of go from one extreme to the other perhaps you're not going to feel so comfortable and confident and might maybe feel a little bit awkward leaving the house or, um, you know, going to the shop stressed like that or maybe doing it again tomorrow. Well, absolutely. It's that whole imposter syndrome mm. thing, I guess. Um, and I know I tell people when people say, oh, I could never dress like you. And I say, well, just give it a go. But don't do it all at once. Yeah, you'll feel very self-conscious and you feel like a twit um so just take it incrementally just add one flower just wear a scarf just then maybe you know wear two colors yeah maybe you could go from a scarf to a scarf and a belt or two or three belts and a couple of scarves and a necklace or two whatever Mm. and one earring which i like to to do sometimes because one ear is sore and the other i don't know just mix it up but you know it's hard to jump straight into that you don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. um 
And also people will often comment and they say, oh, what's the costume for? And uh, you know, it's not a costume. Thanks. It's my outfit. It's mm. my ensemble. Um, it's my wardrobe. So um, you become more confident. It's about practice. Okay. And like anything, you don't just jump, like if we're playing footy, you don't jump onto the field and kick 10 goals, right? You start off slowly. You start by being able to like, you know, run across the field, the short side, um, you know, and then, and then you get around to the long side and then you get around to kicking a goal. So you don't just dive into it. You'll feel weird. Mm. But, you know, if you feel like you could give it a go, then absolutely do not let me or anybody else hold you back. Give it a crack. Um, but if you want to add a little more zhuzh, then do that. Or, you know, give yourself little, little ideas like today I'm not going to wear any black. Oh, for some of you, that could be quite difficult. Or someday, maybe I'm just not going to wear all black. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, small baby steps. Do that. I know on Instagram, like I, I love the gram. It's um, there's a lot of stuff that they're trying to sell you, but there's also a lot of great people out there, and it's easy to find your people and to find inspiration on Instagram because that's what it is. It's images and it's inspirational. It's not all influencers. There's a lot of real people out there and love them all dearly. If you're looking for a hashtag for fabulous dressing, then I would suggest advanced style. Um, Yeah. Oh, amazing stuff and amazing people. I've met some wonderful people and wonderful Insta friends, including Ruthie sent me the earrings that I'm wearing today um, via Instagram. Um, So that's me losing my point. What was I talking about, Em? <laughs> uh, so just looking at ways that you can start. Cool. So a lot of these, a lot of the people on Instagram, um, a lot of stylists as well, and just regular folk like me, will um, have little challenges. We're doing mindfulness in May at the moment, but they'll have like a, a like somebody was doing a month of scarves. Hmm. So wear a different scarf, go through your scarf drawer, like we're wearing a different scarf every day or, you know, the same scarf in different ways. Or we're having a denim month. You've got to wear a piece of denim every day for a month or, you know, we're doing joyous dressing or dress like this or dress dress with the oldest thing that you have in your wardrobe or something that you had from school or whatever it is. And these are really great challenges. Um, like I do this well, but, you know, what some memory that somebody, something's reminded me of a colour or a person or a, or a trip or something and that's what I'll be wearing. But there are lots of things on Instagram, lots of people on Instagram that do this or they'll twin with somebody on Instagram. Oh, you're wearing that? I'm going to try and recreate what you're wearing from my wardrobe and then I'm mm. going to post it. It's going to be awesome. That's really so cool. Yeah, it's a really great way of connecting with people and it's fun because, mm. you know, wardrobe's fun. <laughs> it's, you know, ironically, I have a, I have a lot of artist friends because I work in arts and they look That's at me and go, ironic. oh, I can never. Yeah, she's got <laughs> <laughs> arts. Got arts friends. Yeah, arts friends. Yeah, they're all out in, all out in the street corners busking and begging at the yeah. moment. No, guys, yeah. you're not. <laughs> and they'll look at me and they say, oh, we can never dress like that. We can't be bothered. This, this is a daily art practice. Mm. And as soon as you say the phrase daily art practice, they're all over. All of a sudden they're onto it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I talk about form and function and colour and they're going, you know, we, we never thought about that. We always think about art as putting paint on a canvas or yeah. sculpting something or Something whatever. that has to be lasting. Absolutely. And that's the fabulous thing about wardrobe. It is you have this wardrobe, it's like Lego. Mm. right it's lego you can put together you can make a uh, like a millennium falcon or a moon buggy or a house or whatever it is with lego you can do the same with your wardrobe you can create anything 
from your wardrobe. You can take the same same thing, like I don't know, a brick, a little, a little square brick. It could be, you know, it could be a brick in a house. It could be a brick in a car. It could be a brick in whatever. So each piece that you're wearing doesn't have to have the same characteristic and be in the same formula every time um you know you've got the power Mm. and that's one of the things that you said like maybe you could try wearing a scarf a different way so which is similar to what you're saying about you know using different things in different ways so can you give me some examples of different ways that you have worn scarves oh yeah well it all depends on the size of the scarf Hmm. Uh, you know and the the shape yeah i like long rectangular scarves they're my favorite I get most wear out of them. I love square scars, but usually the really good bit is right in the middle and I find that hard to mm. showcase. <laughs> yeah. So with long rectangular scarves, I will tie them around my head. Like I've got one at the moment, kind of like a headband, and then I've got the stuff draping down at the back. You can wear that right in the middle of your head or you can pull it like over your forehead, which makes it look a bit more 60s. You can drape it around a jacket, um, under the collar, over the collar. You can wrap it around your neck. In Europe, they don't usually wear... Um, furry scarves they wear like you know more like chiffon and silk scarves and that keeps the heat in just as well as a woolen scarf Mm. so um, you can do that with it you can wear it as a belt you can tie it onto you you can tie it around your wrist you can tie it onto your handbag you Mm. can put it anywhere you can tie it around your hips almost as kind of like a a pareo Um, yeah I've done all of these things with scarves I mean and you don't have to wear one at a time you can wrap two scarves around your head one around your neck as a choker or whatever you can wear whatever you can stuff it into a pocket nice this is kind of like a pocket square um you can turn them i know it's very popular at the moment to turn them into little tops Mm. yeah yeah kind of that if you've got a really big square scarf turn it into a, a triangle tie the triangle two pieces of that behind your neck do this over another top so you've probably got a tank top or something yeah i was gonna say i could Oh, hello, see this ending. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hmm. I need to wear underwear. I can't do that. Yet, yeah, well, you can do this over a top. Yeah. So, um, otherwise, you don't th- want to go anywhere where there's a slight draft. <laughs> That's it. Or, you know, if you're looking to make new friends, this could yeah. be how to do it. it. Yeah. So, um, you triangle, triangle your square star- scarf, tie the two corners behind your neck, and then so it kind of drapes down. So, it's almost like a, almost like a shirt front, hmm. a cravat. So, you can wear it like that, and then you can put a belt over it, which is kind of cute. Nice. Yeah, so that's kind of fun if you want to mix it up and it's great if you're wearing it under a jacket. Mm. But, like, my mum has got a huge collection of scarves because I'm from the country and she used to come up to Perth to get her hair cut. I don't know if we had a hairdresser in the wheat belt. So she would come up here and she always hated her haircut every time. So she would always buy a new scarf to put over the top. She to take her own. <laughs> I'm wondering if she really didn't like her haircut or she actually just wanted another excuse to buy another scarf. Oh, now I know mm. she's my mother. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I love scarves and scarves are great. Um, like some some ideas behind great outfits for me or ideas in outfits are kind of like the echo of a colour. So, um, like, if I've got something blue on somewhere, I want something, maybe the echo of that colour somewhere else in my hair or on a shoe or somewhere mm. or a brooch 
whatever it is. So I'll try and, you know, have a, a color thing that I'm working with. This is not all the time, um, just sometimes. Um, you know, echo those echo those colors around your outfit. I mean, something that you wear in your hair, you can wear on your jacket. A brooch you can also use on a choker. You can put it into your hair. You can put, use it as a necklace. You can put it anywhere. Um, so I love all those little pieces of wardrobe, not just the big things, but the little things. So the juge for my hair, earrings, scarves. I love accessories because you can do a lot with them and you can just pull an outfit together. You know, sometimes and accessories make an outfit look like you really thought about it. Mm. And they can be a safe place to start as well. You know, so you might not want to start with eight scarves, three belts and, you know, (laughs) but going out and at an inexpensive place to start as well. You could go, you know, there are shops in, you know, where you can go and buy five pairs of earrings for $12 and that kind of thing if you want to get you started. But you can start by bringing in some colour or bringing in some different textures or, you know, perhaps feather earrings or... um, the tassely ones or you know whatever that might be something that's going to add a little bit without it feeling as though you dress like a parrot that's dropped out of a toy box exactly you you can still end up there but maybe this could be (laughs) one of the baby steps to get you there eye on the prize yeah absolutely i love accessories and they don't take up a great deal of space says she Mm. i um (laughs) it depends how many you have though doesn't it (laughs) my bangle collection's like off the scale um (laughs) finding new ways to store things so yeah bangles are another good great one and bangles are great because they're pretty easy to wear i end up wearing a lot and then taking them off Mm. um which is what i've done today yep do you love that? There we go. Yeah, there we go. Often yeah. see where you're trying to type and nope, bangles are off on the desk next yep. to me while I try. <laughs> I kind of like you disrobe during the day, like, oh, get off me. I've had enough of you now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so bangles are great because, you know, they come in a bunch of different colors and you can just like color match them with whatever you're doing. They don't even have to match. They can be completely different. It can be a feature bangle or a bracelet or whatever. But um, storing them is always fun. There's a whole other podcast on mm, storing <laughs> wardrobe. Yeah. I keep my big earrings like I keep them in colors together and I just like have a jar this is the green earring jar this is the blue earring jar um there's a lot of earrings in it I just tip it up and you know and as yeah. sometimes as I'm going through them I'll find something that oh I remember you mm. um and put them on so I keep them all you know in a color color um, bunch together because usually I know what color earring that I'm looking for but um yeah just you know acquire beautiful things things that you love um you know if you're going through your wardrobe and and they're going, oh, God, I hate that thing. Or, you know, that reminds me of a bad time or it reminds me of a good time. Maybe keep that thing, mm. um, especially if it's an accessory because it won't take up much space. Um, it also and- doesn't wear out. No. No, they don't. Mm. And if they do, fix them. Yeah, that's it. Turn it into something new. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, what was I doing that with? Earrings. Earrings are great because you can just like if you've lost one, um, I know some favourite earrings I've actually given to – friends that have done jewelry can you make this into a ring for me yeah or I've just taken that one earring and turned it into a pendant or stuck it you know hot glued it onto a piece of um felt and then put it you know put that somewhere and turn it into a brooch yeah there's so much you can do with that in fact yeah I think I saw an earring I picked one up at the bottom of a nightclub floor <laughs> when the lights came on oh what's this oh this is really cool but yeah it was a it was one solitary earring that they glued onto a piece of felt and then stuck a, a safety pin on the back so it was a brooch nice <laughs> <laughs> 
I think as well with some of those ideas around, you know, the the bangles or the earrings or, you know, those, it can be a way to support local artists as well. You know, there are oh, so God. many artists that are making polymer clay earrings now or resin bangles and, you know, that, and I mean, people can make their own as well if that's a way to try and, you know, if, if you've lost some of your hobbies or perhaps lost some of yourself and art was something that you were into or craft, being able to make your own accessories, it is a way to find, you know, it doesn't take a huge amount of time either. No, it doesn't. Like all I can say is a glue gun and felt are your best friends. Mm. Spoken <laughs> like a true spoken like a true performer, honestly. So many of my things have been hot glued together at the last minute. <laughs> oh, you might nappy pinned. Mine are all nappy pinned mm. together. Like, yeah, this will do. Yeah. Uh, who needs the brooch backing, the nappy pin, you'll do fine. Perfect. Things, yeah, they do not bend. Um, but you know, that is uh I think I um yeah, I've moved in with people just because they had did you know that you can get glue guns that don't have a cord? USB powered. Yeah, exactly. That. Yep, and they're only like maybe twenty three dollars. It's not like a bazillion dollars. I know. Aisle eight. Thanks very much. I'm coming in Bunnings. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Get USB powered glue guns. Hot glue guns. Fantastic. That is Um, exciting. (laughs) So you know, I'm often collecting old broken bits of jewelry and going, oh, I'll turn this into something. Mm. And sometimes I even do, which is fun. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. There's two different hobbies there. One is collecting and one is actually the doing. And then, you know, the third one would be wearing, but very three very distinct distinct hobbies there. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can always go selling. Mm, yeah, selling. no, I can't part with things once I've made them. Yeah, There's I'm too much of me in them then, so. Oh, me too. I'm a silk. <laughs> Such a silk. I'm, I'm so attached to everything and that's why I have my giant wardrobe because mm. there's, you know, few regrets I have in life, but one of them is awesome wardrobe that I got rid of. Like why the hell did I think it was a good idea to get rid of over-the-knee leopard print boots? Oh. oh, no, wrong, right? Mm. Very wrong. Very it's wrong. shiny skirt made out of gorgeous sari material. Why did I get rid of that? I don't know. So regrets. Do not declutter your wardrobe. Just if you look at if you're looking at your wardrobe now, going, I haven't worn this forever. Where am I going to wear this? Like it's Tuesday, that'll do. Um, don't wait for uh, don't wait for a special event because they don't happen. Or just go and <laughs> make one of your own. But just yeah. wear them. Just bloody wear it because you know when you wear something fabulous, you give um, everyone joy not just you, but the people around you. Actually, just on that note, I've um. I, a lot of women have, I don't know, you know, we talk about people that say, that have said, where, who does she think she is? Mm. I think there are a lot of partners of women, a lot of husbands generally, who um, say, I've seen them, these women in the dress shop going, oh, my husband's not going to like this. Mm. Who cares? <laughs> you know, oh, he's going to tell me I look ridiculous. Oh, he tells me I look terrible in dresses. Like, oh, Gosh, girls. Do you know what, though? What I think is interesting, I wonder how many of those husbands and partners actually say that. How much of it is coming from those husbands and partners and how much of that is being projected from the woman onto what she thinks her husband is going to think? Because, okay, so sometimes there are some men out there who are going to pass judgment on what their women are wearing. There are also some men out there who, unless she's – parading around naked they're not actually going to notice what she's wearing so you know they're not passing judgment because oh is that a new top didn't you wear that three weeks ago like I've no idea I don't know what's what's in her wardrobe who knows 
And there are other men who actually are really supportive, but their wives are so, or partners, whatever, can feel so unsure of themselves because of everything that we've talked about with that whole social media and the fact that we've been bombarded since, you know, the age of three with what we should look like and what we should be wearing and, you know, all of these shoulds that actually we think that our men are going to think this, but are we giving them a chance or are we just putting that on them? I also think some men have had that, have had that, that same, um, all those social norms put on them as well. Like women over X shouldn't be wearing, you know, why? Yeah. Um, because they've I read it that, on the on the checkout aisle as they've stood waiting to pay for their tomatoes or whatever it is. Absolutely. And they've seen what their moms have been mm. wearing and their sisters and blah, blah, blah. So they're putting all of that onto you as well. Yeah. Um, and I remember you know, my mother-in-law saying that to me. Um, probably, oh, it would have been, you know, a decade or so ago, but she said... Emma, your mum will let you know that there will come a time where we just have to accept our age and we just have to accept that we're going to have grey hair and, you know, we need to we need to think that we're we're old now. And I told my mum, and I'm not gonna repeat what she said, but it did end with off. So <laughs> and it started with the same letter that it ended with. Um so, you know, just this kind of thing that you're right, we do have this coming through from people saying, Well, this, this is where we should be. And if men are hearing that, then of course they believe that that's true as well, particularly when they're hearing it from other women. Oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. And, um, yeah, our harshest critics are often our our mothers and mothers-in-law. Yeah. And I'm and just uh, going to say my mum at the moment has purple hair. Uh, so... <laughs> Um, so no, she's not. She's not going to age gracefully. She's she's going to rock the purple hair. So oh, that's good. That'll yeah. go nicely with her red hat and red dress and all the other. And um, her leopard print outfit that she wasn't yeah, sure oh if she should wear to the hens party. I need yeah. to be with, yeah friends with your mum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I'll see her now. Yeah, this yeah, you will. Life. Yeah. Um, it's like it's quite interesting because you know this whole the way of looking because you know I've been I've been like this for a while now so mm. I kind of don't even notice anymore but I have conversations about wardrobe on the daily really with people who come up to me um but like I'm with um a new boyfriend at the moment Pop it. um <laughs> and he has and like I started getting him shirts he really had some nice shirts so I just got some more and I think the first day that he wore a fabulous shirt that I got him he wore it out and with, within like an hour he'd had like four people stop him and say great shirt He's yeah going, this is a right. And then he's seen people react to me and he's going, I kind of get it now. So mm-hmm. he's seen his, he saw his mum years ago in this giant wardrobe and she'd get something, she'd get something new and she'd say to, say to like his dad going, how, how do you like this? And she'd say, oh, yeah, that's all right. Um, and she'd put it in the wardrobe and it'd kind of like get yeah, squished in there. Pushed and down the wardrobe, never to be seen again. That's it. And then I'd go up to the attic and more stuff. And so there was no real like, oh, wow, you look amazing in, in these kind of things. So she was always looking for validation mm-hmm. in her wardrobe and what she looked like. And like, wow, you look amazing. Like, oh, that looks great. You should wear that more often. And she never really got that. Um, Chris has now seen me looking like a parrot and people commenting on it. And, you know, the wardrobe gets validated. And, you know, he sees that people react to that color and sees how they react to it. 
and he's seen that my wardrobe, because this was quite a thing, because I just moved in, I have this giant wardrobe that's enormous. I said, yeah, sure, I can move in, but I've got a giant wardrobe and I've got two cats. I don't know which part yeah. is going to be the most difficult for you, but that's what's happening. And um, and the giant wardrobe is, you know, giant. He said, don't worry, we'll make it work. And he'd experienced somebody with a giant wardrobe before, his mum, but he'd never seen how a giant wardrobe can actually work for you and be a, be a thing. And he sees it. He sees men, you know, men often pillory women for dressing well or fabulously and for these wardrobes that take up so much space. But um, in men's lives, they also have things that take up space. They have a whole shed. They have like, you know, boats and lawnmowers and, you know, big fancy cars and other stuff that um, kind of just sits around most of the time. But our wardrobe is a daily, daily validation of who we are and a creative practice, all of that. And, you know, it helps us, helps us feel like we like we need to be and like who we feel some days we dress for who we who we need to be today I need to be soccer mom today I need to look like I'm a badass scary corporate lady that nobody's going to mess with um and some days I want to be really you know approachable Mm. some days I want to look artistic and some days I don't I think some days we dress for who we are and some days we dress for who we want to be so as That's you were exactly saying, it. as you were saying with your friend, you know, when he's got his most outrageous clothes on, it's when he's feeling his lowest. So this is his way that he's able to perk himself up and he's able to, um, you know, to project the image of the person that he's hoping to be today. And if it takes Absolutely. him one step closer, awesome. Absolutely. I forget what I look like until I go to the bathroom and go, oh. Oh, look fabulous. Jeez, that's good. That was a brave choice. Brave choice. So I'm pulling it off. With it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why everybody's looking at me. Okay, got it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think that we've we've probably come to the end of our discussion today, though I could keep chatting to you for <laughs> ages. But do you have one final thought that you'd like to share with people? Would you like to challenge people to add more to their wardrobe or to rediscover their wardrobe to add some color or you know what what would you like to leave people with today oh i've got a, i've got a couple of things that i want to leave people with if you've got a fabulous shirt or a little bit of a hero piece so like wow this is an amazing shirt you don't just have to wear it with jeans or black pants yeah? mm. um you can wear it with other stuff and don't feel like that one amazing thing is going to be overpowered by wearing other things with it. These things kind of bounce off each other and it turns into an outfit and ensemble and it's like it's bigger than greater than the sum of the parts. So don't ever be afraid of wearing patterns with patterns or patterns and florals or whatever it is. You don't have to wear one fabulous thing and everything else plain. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, so just to, you know, as I was saying on the weekend, went to this wedding and the bride was wearing amazing shoes. I can tell you the shoes didn't detract from the dress and the dress didn't detract from the shoes, you know. They, they were... Um, was enough to be able to she could pull off both of them at the same time <laughs> they bounce off each mm. other it's greater than the sum of the parts and it yeah. becomes an ensemble not just one piece yeah you can um don't be afraid to mix colors don't be afraid to add accessories that's a super easy way of, of changing something up embrace them do it slowly don't go full toy box i mean be more macaw don't go full macaw <laughs> to start to start out with just go steady and really for like your know, mindfulness in may and a little challenge is to go into your wardrobe and find something that you haven't worn before haven't worn for ages something that might still have price tags perish oh, <laughs> the thought and go and wear it and don't wait for an occasion just bloody wear it just put it on maybe create an outfit with it you don't have to but just wear that thing that you haven't worn for ages or ever 
just get it out this week and put it on your body. Take it out for a walk. And remember, you don't have to wear it the way that it was intended. So, you know, if it doesn't perhaps fit the way that you would like it to with the way it was intended, then maybe try wearing it a different way. That's it. Or with a different thing. Mm. So you can like ruch it up, put a belt on it, wear it over your head, backwards, forwards, whatever. But have a play with it. If you love the thing, mm. um, and if you love the thing and it's not working for you today, don't throw it out. Just kind of hang on to it for a bit because you know tomorrow's a different day. And you know what outfit that I had on that I thought was amazing, red carpet. Watch out, Oscars, here I come. And the next day, not nah, not being seen dead in that. Um, you know, we changed on yeah. the daily. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> minute or hour. You know. <laughs> That's it. So just stick with it. Yeah. (laughs) And be curious and courageous. Give it a go. If you love it, just have a play with it because it's wardrobes, not sheep stations. Mm. And one thing that my son is amazing at, he is amazing at noticing the things that people are wearing. And so we'll be out in the shops and he's the person who will constantly say to people, to random strangers, wow, I love your hair or I love your shoes or that's a really nice brooch or I love your bag or that kind of thing. And and as you said, like I see it and I'm because he does this so often and I see the result, he does make me want to do it more often. So I'm more mindful of it and I do try and do that as often as possible as well. But seeing the reaction and the response of people when you go, wow, I love your hair or wow, I love that brooch or I love that scarf or whatever it is or just I love your outfit, um, it does light them up. And if you see somebody who's, you know, in the shopping centre or the park or whatever and they have got something on that's maybe a little bit different, maybe take the time to notice and to tell them that it looks awesome because you don't know if maybe they're just trying this and your positivity or your response might be enough to make them go, oh, I can pull this off. It is okay that I, I don't wear corporate black every day or, you know, something like that. So it might be just that little piece of affirmation that they need to go that bit further or to keep going with what they're doing. Absolutely. And it's, you know, just a regular old compliment is awesome mm. to hear at the best of times, particularly if you've like, you know, pushed the boat out and you've tried hard with a great outfit yeah. or whatever it is. Like, you look amazing today. I, I love, I love the colour of that. That suits you. Never take that off. Mm. Never. Um, Maybe wash what, it occasionally, but, you know. <laughs> just, just, just Glen 20 is fine. Work. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, like, uh, as, I, as I said earlier, a compliment given by a stranger is the most genuine compliment. Mm. So you will make somebody's day. You don't yeah. have to buy them a coffee. Compliment costs you absolutely nothing. You mm. can do this all day. Just go out on the street and give random people compliments. It's yeah, cool. it is. Most definitely. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for joining me today. I didn't cut you off. Did you have any other points before I do? <laughs> Sorry, another tangent. Yeah, I could I could talk all day about this. Me too. No, 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 all good. But you just you know just bloody wear it. That's it. Be be curious. Be courageous. Wear some color. Don't wear some color. Stay away from black unless you really want to want to. But you know, there's a whole bunch of other colors out there in the world. Wear the shiny things. Wear all the things. Sometimes all at the same time. Or wear no things. That's what I do. Yeah, that's um. There's places for that. And um, if you decide to wear wear none of the things to the shop or the park and you get arrested, if you could make sure that you um, 
don't hold us liable, that'd be great. Refer them to me. That's okay. I'll say that you're like, you know, you're like art model in training. Yeah, perfect. No problem at all. Okay. On that uh, less than stellar piece of advice, I'm going to say thank you so much for joining me today, Jane. Really appreciate it and appreciate you sharing your thoughts and ideas and all your enthusiasm and excitement about clothing. My pleasure. And if anybody wants to see my outfits, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm usually on Instagram these days. I am Jane of the Wild Urban Wardrobe. Perfect. And I'll make sure that there is a link to that in our podcast notes. Thanks so much, Jane. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of A Hidden World of Women, a podcast brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. For more information on the services we offer, head to whws.org.au or Women's Health and Wellbeing Services on YouTube and social media. Looking forward to the next episode where we uncover the hidden world of women.